0: and their American dream. Thank you to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, and Spiritless. To Dine For The Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Spiritless supports the conscientious cocktailer who wants to live fully but drink differently. Their signature Kentucky 74 is a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails. It's zero alcohol, zero guilt, and just 15 calories per serving. Whether you go completely spiritless or go halfsies with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail, you can get your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use promo code to dine for to get free shipping. You're listening to To Dine For the Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Sullivan. Join me as we meet the world's most innovative and brilliant minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is inventor and CEO Kavita Shukla.
1: I still think the hardest thing for me was finding the courage. And, you know, it took me 10 years. It was finding the courage to take that first step. After I took that step, you know, nothing else has ever felt as difficult.
0: When she was just nine years old, she invented a product to prolong the life of fruits and vegetables. That product became fresh paper which eventually became a company called Fresh Glow. Today, we dine at vegan restaurant Great Sage in Clarksville, Maryland, and Kavita explains the roots of her company and her vision to change the world's food supply. Today, I'm in Clarksville, Maryland, on my way into a restaurant called Great Sage. It's a place known for big, bold, international flavors. No surprise, since the person who picked this restaurant is on a big, bold mission to change the world. Yes, hi Kavita, how are are you? you? Kavita Shukla is an inventor and a CEO. She created a product known as Fresh Paper, a simple piece of paper that is revolutionizing the global food chain. Her story of simple beginnings and bold dreams starts right here in Clarksville,
1: Maryland. Great Sage, to me, is one of the most incredible and creative restaurants in the entire United States that's focusing on changing diets that's, that's focusing on enhancing how we think about plant-based food and I think that's what's really inspiring, so just see that energy here. Today we're at Great Sage, an inventive vegan restaurant driven by its values and mission,
0: one of Cavita's favorite spots. Well I love it because not only does this restaurant represent you and all that you stand for, yeah. but it's also really your backyard and where you grew up. Yeah. And where she grew up is Howard County, Maryland, a county of extreme abundance and rich farmland where opportunity and resources are plentiful. This landscape in Maryland and a fateful trip to India would inspire Kavita to create a game-changing invention. But first we eat at Great Sage with a menu designed only with plant-based ingredients. First of all, I love the vibe in here. What is the inspiration for this restaurant? Well, the whole idea essentially is to create a restaurant, a place for people to eat and come together and join together um, with a shared philosophy of not damaging our planet any further. Great Sage has been around for 15 years and was truly the first of its kind in the area. Located between Baltimore and Washington DC, it has become a home for people who seek to eat plant-based. It started out as vegetarian and is now completely vegan. I just call this restaurant safe haven. The, the, the challenge of, of being able to dine out, to relax um, in, in a restaurant setting when you have specific dietary needs or, or specific uh, eating philosophies is very, very difficult. And you come here and you're scot-free. Hi, hey guys. what do I get for you today? Well, we're gonna eat exactly what Kavita loves to eat because this is her favorite spot. So, oh, Kavita, great. I'll let you do the, the yeah. uh, honors.
1: Can we get a smoothie? Maybe one of the impeachment smoothies. Of course. And I think the spinach curry would be great. Spinach curry? So, yeah.
0: And I've also heard that your um, adult mac and cheese is to die for.
1: You'd never know that the adult
0: mac and cheese was a dairy-free dish. Baked au gratin with rigatoni and blended with sun-dried tomatoes, cannellini beans, cauliflower, and spinach. This mouth-watering casserole is finished with white truffle oil in a Mornay sauce. The spinach curry, a house favorite, is made with organic cauliflower, chickpeas, and green peas. It's tossed in a traditional curry and served with a citrus basmati pilaf. It is then topped with mango chutney, crispy onions, and served with savory garlic cilantro naan. Oh, wow. This is the spinach curry. This is fantastic. It looks beautiful, too. Tell
1: us about the inspiration for Fresh Paper. Yeah, and it's actually really fun that we're eating spinach curry (laughs) because, you know, my journey really started uh, when I was 12 years old and I was visiting my grandmother in India.
0: Born in Germany and raised in India, Kavita and her family immigrated to the United States when she was a little girl, making Maryland her home. It was when she was 12 years old and traveled back to visit her grandmother in India that something remarkable happened.
1: And I still remember my mother had this whole list of things that she wanted me to be careful about. She was really nervous, and the top thing was to not drink any tap water. So on the first day, I was brushing my teeth, and I think I was jet-lagged, and I drank like an entire cup of water while I was brushing my teeth. What they said not to do. Yeah, Okay. the only thing. So I was 12, and I was really nervous. I started to panic you know, my grandmother, she went in her kitchen, which was just like this basic room with a stone floor, and she very calmly came back with this, like, murky-brown mixture. And it was kind of like this mixture of different spices, but to me it looked like, like murky-brown water. Right. And, you know, I was really skeptical, but I was 12. And today I'm so grateful I was 12 because I think I wasn't skeptical enough. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll try it. You know, I, I believed in my grandma. And so I drank it, and I ended up not getting sick for the rest of my time there. But that was the moment that really sparked my curiosity and what's become for me like this lifelong obsession with plants and with botanicals and especially those spices that my grandmother first taught me about. So that was the beginning. So all
0: natural, just spices and herbs were in that concoction. Yeah,
1: so my grandmother really exposed me, I think at first to the healing powers of plants. And she taught me about all of these different ingredients that she had this knowledge that had been passed down to her from her grandmother and her grandmother before her. And so I felt really privileged to be part of it. And I think I feel really lucky because I was 12. I was so innately curious. And I remember when I got back home here to Maryland, I just couldn't wait to try to learn more. Kavita set out to recreate that magical
0: mixture that her grandmother gave her. In fact, the experiment became her middle
1: school science fair project. And that was it. I was just, like, gathering pond water, adding spices, putting it in the garage. And then I think I actually forgot about it and my mom asked me to go clean out the garage. And that's when I, you know, noticed something really interesting, which was that some of the jars where I'd added spices didn't seem to have any gunk growing in them. And I think that's like how I noted it in my project. No gunk. (laughs) It was like, no gunk. But, you know, as I kept continued observing, and I feel so lucky that I was a child, so I think I was really observant and I was like trying to figure out what was going on, I realized something was going on with the spices.
0: Something was going on with these spices. Eventually, through trial and error, Kavita learned that some of these spices were naturally antifungal, and this changed everything. What she discovered is that she had the beginnings of a product that could become a global game changer and could prolong the life of fresh food. She called the product Fresh Paper.
1: And what does fresh paper do? Yeah, so it's a little sheet that's made only with organic spices, organic botanicals. It's completely a plant-based technology, and you just put it into a refrigerator drawer or a fruit bowl if you're a consumer at home, or if you're a large-scale farmer or a farmer in the developing world, you put it in with a carton of produce and it keeps everything in there fresh for up to two to four times longer. So it's a natural way to extend the shelf life of food.
0: So you're telling me that a banana or a strawberry on your paper
1: yeah. can
0: live and last longer, two to, t- two to four times longer exactly than so.
1: without the paper. Yeah, so it significantly extends shelf life. And what's really remarkable about it is it's very simple and low cost. I didn't even realize that even in places like the United States, food waste and food spoilage are a big part of why people can't afford to eat fresh healthy food. And so that was sort of the second aha moment for me, was realizing where this technology that I had created fit into the food system. And in a place like the United States, I realized that economic barriers to being able to afford fresh healthy food are significant and a lot of those are rooted actually in food spoilage and in food waste. And so, you know, being in a place like Great Sage, seeing all the people here, seeing the community and seeing how much a plant-based and a fresher diet can impact people's lives, it just keeps motivating me to make that something that's accessible and affordable for everyone.
0: That little science fair project went on to win the National Science Fair in San Jose, California, giving Kavita thousands of dollars in award money. She used that money to patent her invention what started off as a middle school science fair project was about to become a fully fledged business not any business but one that has the potential to change the world and global poverty so you know how do you how do you take something from a science fair project to creating the paper to then scaling a business what was what was the
1: steps and what was the transition yeah so most people are surprised to hear this but it actually It took me 10 years from the point where I first created Fresh Paper to the point where I actually took the first step and bring my idea to market. So when I first created Fresh Paper, I actually found out that I'd be getting a patent for it when I was a senior in high school. So I was 17 years old, I was at school right down the road, and it was so far beyond anything that I or my family could have imagined. You know, I started working on this weird project. I was that like weird kid, rotting fruits and veggies in my garage. I kept kind of becoming obsessed with it. And then I went on to win the International Science Fair, which was incredible. And through that, I was able to get a patent on Fresh Paper. But what ended up happening was, you know, as soon as I got to college, I started to consult a lot of experts. I felt like I had all these resources, but I kept finding that, you know, the more people I talked to, it seemed like this was just a child's idea that was probably never gonna go anywhere. And I kept Really, you had that kind of doubt. You thought, you know, maybe this really was just a science fair project and I should let it go. A lot of women struggle with raising money. A lot of women struggle with the skepticism and the doubt. But for me, it was a real moment where I kind of gave up on it. And I thought, wow, I spent all my college years pursuing this thing. I'm so grateful that I was a 12-year-old girl when I developed it, because I think when we're that age, especially for girls, we believe we can do anything. We'll have more on
0: that story in just a minute. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters, it seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed. Visit AmericanNational.com dine. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Now back to the story.
1: I look back and I'm like, I always am trying to get back to that place where I was this 12-year-old girl who thought that I could create something that could change the food system. After graduating
0: with a degree in economics from Harvard, Kavita launched her business and spent a little over $100 on spices and paper to make her first batch of sheets she took her homemade paper to the local farmer's market and handed out samples to anyone who would
1: take them. Swirp and I would stand on the street and just hand out sheets. It was one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my entire life. Even with everything that's happened, I don't think I've ever had to call upon my courage as much as that moment where I had to just stand on that street And I remember we would come home from work. Friday nights, we'd stay up almost all night making the paper. Saturday morning, we'd walk downstairs and we'd go to the farmer's market. We'd hand out these sheets. I was thinking very, very small. I was thinking one farmer using it, you know, maybe one family benefiting. And then all of a sudden, we started to realize that there was this intense need for something that could keep food fresh for longer. And it wasn't just coming from the farmers, it was coming from the other people at the farmer's market. I had never thought, most people are surprised to hear this, I had never thought about fresh paper as a consumer product. I'd never thought of it as a consumer brand. I thought of it as a tool for farmers to use, as something for the supply chain. So well you wouldn't have realized that had you not been on the street talking Never. to the people, exactly. talking to the people who might want fresh paper. <laughs> exactly. So it was standing on the street, all these people coming up and saying, "Hey, how much is that?" And I was like, "I don't know, like ten dollars, five dollars." I didn't know how. You much didn't you even know charge. pricing. I didn't even know how to account for like my labor in making it. You know, I, I didn't know anything. But those first people at the farmers market—they changed my life. They changed the trajectory of this entire idea. They changed everything. So, you know, I think that. That moment, stepping into the arena, stepping into the farmer's market, that changed everything for me.
0: This is really delicious. The flavors are yeah. so pungent and vivid and really, really good. I love the fruit that's on top. And it's the curry, which the they curry. do an incredible job of. Right? I know. It really is excellent. I love eating, and I love sharing a fantastic conversation. And so this is, show gets to the heart of what I'm all about. Um, You know, the commonality among all the guests, they're like you in that they have created something out of nothing. They have taken an idea from inspiration to execution, and they've done it through their own hard work and hustle, which is exactly what you've done with Fresh Paper. Um, I'm really fascinated by your story. Uh, Really what started as a middle school science project has developed into a full-fledged business that not only is incredibly profitable, but also has the potential to change the world and global poverty. And in 2012, Whole Foods placed their first fresh paper order, and that started it all. Fresh paper can now be found at Walmart, Safeway, Kroger, Sprouts, and so many more stores around the country. It is sold on the Home Shopping Network, where Cavita recently sold one million sheets in one day. Now, Kavita holds four patents and has won awards around the world as an inventor, a designer, and an entrepreneur. She was featured as one of the seven entrepreneurs changing the world by Fast Company. She's been named to the Forbes 30 Under 30 list and was named Time Magazine's five most innovative women in food. You know, as you're you're telling the story of how fresh paper came to be from your eighth grade science fair project, I think it's interesting that um, your vision, which was really to help third world countries deal with food spoilage, was a big dream, a big vision. And it's almost like that's the idea that kept you going. Not the day-to-day selling of paper to you and I, but the idea that
1: this product could really change the world. Yeah, I think you know so much of what appeals to me about this community and even being in this restaurant, like when you looked at the menu, is that this is a place that's driven by its mission. And I think you're absolutely right. For me, and I think for a lot of other entrepreneurs right now, especially social entrepreneurs, that mission is so critical, because that's why I get up every day. That's what gets you through the difficult times, and I think that's, that's really what it's about, is it's really difficult to bring an idea to market. It's tremendously difficult to be an entrepreneur. It's, it's hard no matter what. In my case, I actually didn't raise any funding It was very challenging for me as a woman, and I actually started with about $300 at the farmer's market, which most people don't know, so we've built this whole company on a shoestring. I like to say we were funded by our customers, the people from all over the globe, but that also means there are a lot of really hard times. There are absolutely moments, you know, up until even about a year ago that I didn't know if we would make it to the next week. When Walmart calls, it's exciting and terrifying, but I think having that mission in your mind is what makes it possible. If I didn't have that sense of, you know, this is why I'm doing this, this is why it's still worth it to get up, this is why even though our container into the ocean and maybe is lost. <laughs> I'll wake up and try another day. But I think you know that's that's really what what keeps you going. You have literally yeah, gone everywhere. And I think for me it means you're finally accessible. Right? You're reaching a point where this isn't just a product that's designed for people that can shop at Whole Foods, even because of just accessibility. You know, Walmart is America's grocery. What do you think has been the most difficult part of this journey? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's so many difficult parts, but I still think the hardest thing for me was finding the courage. And you know, it took me 10 years. It was finding the courage to take that first step. After I took that step, you know, nothing else has ever felt as difficult. Even making a million sheets or figuring out how to scale up to make hundreds of millions of sheets or figuring out how to do things that I had never been prepared for, nothing has felt as difficult as finding the courage to just be vulnerable, to go out there. So really just getting started for you was the really, really hard part. Absolutely. Just taking that first step, just getting out there, finding the courage to be open and share my idea.
0: 35 minutes outside of Baltimore on a two-lane highway is an iconic red barn at Clark's Elyoke Farm, founded in 1797. Farming has been a part of Maryland's countryside for more than 300 years, and Clark's Farm is one of the best-known farms in the area. It's also where Cavita says the seeds for fresh paper were first planted. I want to get back to the fact, 180 countries fresh paper is in, and is helping small farmers, people in rural poverty. When you think about your bigger
1: vision, you must be really amazed. It's still incredibly difficult for me to believe. You know, I, when I was a little girl, I created the technology because I, with very simple tools, because that was all I had. And, you know, I think a lot of the time I I felt like I, when I was doubting myself, I dismissed it because I thought, well, it's so simple. No one's going to take it seriously. It's just this little sheet. It's not, you know, fancy electrical contraption. But, you know, today I realize that the reason fresh paper has become this phenomenon, the reason it can be used by anyone in any part of the world, and it is being used by so many people across the globe, is because it is so simple and it's low cost and it's something that's intuitive. The root of it, it's a very simple concept and it's an innovation that can be used by anyone, anywhere. And I think that's what's most fulfilling about this.
0: Kavita's initial motivation for distributing fresh paper was to help people in developing countries like her grandmother's village in India.
1: So, you know, when I first started working on fresh paper, I was thinking about people like my grandmother. My grandmother grew up without a refrigerator. You know, over a billion people live without access to electricity, which is incredible to think about when you're in a place. Currently, you know, and growing up in the United States, I remember thinking it was such an incredible place. Growing up in a place like Howard County, you see so much abundance. I didn't even realize that even in places like the United States, food waste and food spoilage are a big part of why people can't afford to eat fresh, healthy food. And so that was sort of the second aha moment for me, was realizing where this technology that I had created fit into the food system. And in a place like the United States, I realized that. Economic barriers to being able to afford fresh, healthy food are significant, and a lot of those are rooted actually in food spoilage and in food waste.
0: America wastes roughly 40% of its food. That adds up to billions of dollars lost a year. Food is wasted at many points along the food chain, on farms, at processing plants, and at distribution centers. Sadly, much of the wasted produce is perfectly edible and nutritious.
1: So for us, partnering with farmers, getting their feedback, working with them, and then seeing them adopting the technology, that's really exciting. And I think that's really where we feel like the impact of fresh paper is most visible, in starting with farm and then going all the way to fork.
0: When you think about world hunger, most people don't realize that the world has enough food to feed everyone. Yet 800 million people go hungry every day. The real problem is that food spoils too quickly before it can get to those who need it most.
1: So your invention really gets to the heart of that problem. Yeah, that's what I found shocking, too. You know, I kind of feel like I was not aware of how massive of a challenge food waste is, but also how addressable it really is. You know, there's so many daunting global challenges. There are so few that every single person can start to address in their own home. And I think that's what kind of is inspiring about the tackle uh, the challenge of tackling food waste, is that you can do something about it. You can do something in your own home. And you're right. The world's farmers are actually growing enough food to feed the planet, but over 800 million people go hungry every single day. But if you think about what you can do in your own community, you know, for us it starts with local food banks as well as national nonprofits. There's a big difference you can make, and it's it's not just fresh. But there's so many other. Entrepreneurs working out there in really creative ways to address food waste. So I feel like in the next decade, we're going to see tremendous advances in how we keep food fresh, in how we think about the entire food system, in how we think about food waste. And I'm really excited to be part of it, so I I can't wait.
0: So what is next for Kavita Shukla? What advice would this successful businesswoman give to her young 12-year-old entrepreneurial self?
1: What do you wish you knew then that you do know now (laughs) with this entire journey? Yeah, well, you know, in the early days, I kind of wish that I knew more about how to start a company, how to build up, you know, a technology, how to enter the supply chain, more about the food system and all of the players in it. But today, looking back, I'm actually really grateful that I kind of didn't know. You're grateful that you didn't know? That I did, because I think, you know, it can be really overwhelming to think about what's going on in the food system. There's so many obstacles that we encountered that I feel like if I had known or thought about them in advance, it would have deterred me from trying at all. Yeah. But now I look and you know, we made it through. We Googled our way out, we found the right so person. honestly, <laughs> what you didn't
0: know was actually the best thing because- Absolutely. If you had
1: known, you may not have done all this. Exactly, I That's think for sure I would have been so intimidated that I probably wouldn't have tried. I think I would have been too scared. So I'm I'm kind of glad I was naive and unaware because, you know, we we made it through. We just kept going. We took it one step at a time, and and here we are. (laughs) What is
0: the vision? What is, when you think future, when you think... Fresh paper. Yeah, you think
1: fresh glow. What is the future? Yeah, you know, I think for me personally, what would be incredibly fulfilling is to continue to be a part of people's lives through the innovations that we create, and to help them take simple steps, whether it's in their kitchens, in their homes, in their skincare routines, that help them live a better, uh, higher quality life in whatever way that could be. And I think for me personally, it's inspiring more entrepreneurs, especially women to think bigger with their ideas, to take the first step, and to really start to get out there and and pursue their passions.
0: (laughs) And what advice does Kavita have for the next young entrepreneur waiting for the courage to take their dream to the next level? What advice would you give to
1: to a young person who's trying to do what you did? I think the, the biggest piece of advice I would give anybody who's trying to start an idea, or start a company, or just take the first step with their passion is to just keep in mind why you're doing it. I think if you can really think about that, it's much easier to overcome the doubt and some of the skeptics and even the doubt within yourself. Because for me, you know, it wasn't even so much the skepticism or the doubt from the outside, it was what I internalized. And I think, you know, what got me out of it was just thinking about why, why I cared about this so much. And I think inevitably that why will overcome your fear. So if you can just focus on why you're doing this, why you're driven by it, what could happen if you just were able to pull it off, I think it's a lot easier to overcome the fear.
0: One thing's for certain after spending some time with Kavita Shukla at her favorite restaurant. Simple is powerful, and persistence towards a great idea pays off. It was her simple idea, an invention, a piece of paper that is now in 180 countries and holds the power to change the world. She was only 12 years old when she came up with it, and yet it has the potential to help eradicate hunger and forever alter the world's food supply. She talks about doubt and fear, something we can all relate to, but it's her passion and persistence to press forward and her hunger to make a difference that makes her so remarkable. Thanks for listening to To Dine For the podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at To Dine For TV and Facebook at To Dine For with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For the podcast, American National and Spiritless. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golmer. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon.